the concept of owning and operating a nonprofit and, and really understanding um, the dynamics of a nonprofit and whether or not you actually need to be a nonprofit. So uh, one of the things that I have frequent conversations about, especially in, uh, in the, the black community, is that we like to house activities in a nonprofit because we are doing good, because we're doing good in the community. And um, that sometimes runs afoul of our, our long-term goals. So I've had, over the past three to four weeks, I've had conversations with um, some clients and, and some potential clients and just discussing what their concepts are, the commercial viability of their concepts, and how them actually housing it in a nonprofit is counterproductive. So when you think about a nonprofit, um, a nonprofit is there for a few reasons. Um, one of the main reasons why individuals start a nonprofit, and, and more specifically a federal nonprofit, a 501c3, is to enable them to receive government grants and um, funding that and um, donations that are tax deductible to the donor. Now, um, outside of that, um, the nonprofits are engaged in some sort of community-based activity. So they're working with youth, they're working with um, the homeless, or they're, wor they're working with a, a uh, disadvantaged or underprivileged um, group within the community. Now, if you are building out a platform, let's say a curriculum, because a lot of times that's what, ha that's what happens. If you're building out a curriculum and you house it in a nonprofit and you build commercial value within that curriculum and you grow it out and it becomes this, uh, this behemoth of, of a concept that's being used um, in, in multiple venues in order to help make change, what happens at the point where you want to exit the industry, when you want to walk away? There are a lot of uh, clients and individuals in the nonprofit sector that state that they want to be able to sell that curriculum or they want to be able to sell that concept. And I have to tell them, well, if you house intellectual property within a nonprofit, there is no commercial gain that you can personally realize at the point where you sell it. So, or at the point where, well, yeah, where you sell it. So let's say that I own a nonprofit, um, I've built out this curriculum and I sell it and I sell off the curriculum. And then I want to shut down the nonprofit because I want to go and sit on a beach like Mikai's doing right, right now. Right, right. So, so, I, so I sell it off, I receive the money into my nonprofit, right? When I want to dissolve the nonprofit, that money does not go into my pocket. The um, federal regulation and, and state uh, regulation uh, dictates that the profits that, are, that remain in the nonprofit um, must be given to another nonprofit once you start, once you dissolve. So there, so there is no, it's called, um, when you own a nonprofit, uh, the, the profits can't inure to the private benefit of an individual. Mm -hmm. So um, I know nonprofits that own uh, real estate that want to sell off, and, and the, the owners of the nonprofit want to be able to sell off the real estate and, and, and be paid out on that. You can't, uh, you can't receive a personal commercial benefit from any assets that are owned in the nonprofit. So what do you do? If you are building out a curriculum, if you have any, any intellectual property that, or, or um, real property that is of extreme commercial value, one thing that you may think about doing is setting up a for-profit entity to house that and then either lease or license it to the nonprofit so that they can continue to engage in the work that they want to engage in. But it does a few things. One, that uh, limits the ability of the nonprofit to uh, to change or alter the curriculum that you're building because remember nonprofits are run by boards and even if you start the nonprofit the board can still vote you out and if you house your intellectual property in the nonprofit and you get voted out you don't walk away with that intellectual property the nonprofit keeps it 
Um, again, the other thing, it allows you to, uh, to build commercial value within that. And then once you want to exit the industry, you walk away and you are able to realize the benefit of the hard work, sweat, and all of the other effort that you put in to make that a commercially viable product. Uh, and, and then uh, it gives you a place to, uh, uh, to really uh, build it out. So I have clients that they'll start with one product, and then that product will expand into another and expand into another. And they work through one main nonprofit, but then they may license it to other nonprofits, and it allows them the ability to scale and to create a greater impact without them actually having to put in the work. Yeah, that two-entity structure is pretty common in the for-profit Yes, sector as well, definitely. where a business is housed in one entity and the real estate is housed in another entity. Definitely. So talk a little bit about social enterprises. I know we've seen that kind of <clears throat> spring up recently, right. and um, they typically do have a social cause, but sometimes they can be for-profit entities, right? Right. Well, social enterprises are for-profit entities. They are they're a hybrid between um, for-profit and non-profit. Mm -hmm. So there are two types of social enterprises. One is called a L3C or a low-profit limited liability company. The other one is called a benefit corporation. Now, um, specifically for the low-profit limited liability company, what it allows is for the um, the company to the social enterprise to receive program-related investments from foundations. So let's say that I have a, a low an L3C that is engaged in um, working with youth, mm -hmm. right? If there is a foundation that has that same um, that that same purpose. They can invest in they can invest in my um, L3C without jeopardizing their nonprofit status. So when you're a 501c3 or, or um, uh, if you're whether it's a foundation or you're an active uh, charity, you can um, you can only r uh, realize so much in unrelated business income. And so uh, when you make an when you make an investment, it's unrelated business income, um, and it jeopardizes your 501c3 status. So a social enterprise such as the L3C kind of gets you around that. So um, so those are a way. And and if you're going to house your intellectual property in a for profit, I would suggest you do it through a um, social enterprise. Yeah. Well, thank you.